Here we go! Alright, the poison, the poison for Cusco, the poison chosen specially to kill Cusco, Cusco's poison. Ow! On a scale of one... Ow! On a scale... Ah. On a scale... No. On a scale of one to ten... <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your pain? Hello and welcome to Beyond the Dreams podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have my sister, Christian Allgaier, here to talk all things Disney from the theme parks, the movies, the TV shows, video games, uh, anything that is Disney, we will talk about it. So welcome. If you've never been uh, a listener before, what we do usually is a nice icebreaker question at the beginning and kind of a closing question too. So uh, today, I hope you were thinking about this since we came up with it a week ago but your favorite scene in any disney movie yes i did however i have to refresh my memory because i know i had it in my mind but go ahead you go first and then okay my favorite scene is the opening scene of toy story where andy is playing with his toys um it's a scene i've seen a lot of times i used to watch that movie going to sleep sometimes with dvd or you know vhs and um just a scene i've seen so many times and each time it comes on it it makes me smile takes me back to when i played with my toys and um just how funny it is too andy is really creative and and funny kid making everything out of the cardboard boxes um some of the the wit that is in his you know stuff with uh mr um potato head and and uh woody and rex and slinky in that scene just really good it's a great opening scene to start off a movie and um yeah really grabs the attention i think that's my favorite uh, my favorite disney scene okay so i have two is that allowed <laughs> why not <laughs> if i said no it might take a little longer so I guess. um <laughs> i'm gonna say the lion king with the, you know, circles like stuff. Yeah. Oh. The stampede um, or the. No, you like said circle the... life stuff. The beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. Right? Isn't it supposed to be the your favorite opening scene? No, it's just favorite scene, and mine's the opening. Oh, I but kept thinking it was opening. <laughs> but either way, I'm going with openings. Um, so the circle of life stuff, and then my other movie is cars that opening oh where he's talking to himself yeah i just love that one it's one of like really there's a lot of strong openings there is to disney movies and i'm almost 100 percent sure that i had a different favorite opening scene when i was thinking about it last week but i just cannot remember what it was but those two come to mind you know what's my favorite live action scene though what uh it's not an opening scene but my favorite live action scene is probably jack sparrow sailing on his ship and then it's zooming out and the ship is almost uh drowning yeah sinking, and he just steps off right onto the yeah that's just such a good scene i that really like good. the introduction of that character that is funny that is a good one so that's my runner-up um all right so we got a jam-packed show of news even though we recorded last wednesday or last tuesday um 
I know. I it was so funny because you were so worried about that, and then it was like the day after. The I'm next like, day. Well. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, "We'll have a lot to talk about." I was like, "Already? I just, <laughs> I just posted it." You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- there was a meeting called an IAAPA meeting. What does it stand for? I don't really know. But <laughs> I understood uh, it to be some kind of like theme park meeting conference. Thing. Yeah. But yeah, Disney was there. They went over a whole bunch of news that they have. And we're going to kind of take this a step at a time here. Um, but first off, before we get to any of the IAAPA, uh, we are going to talk about that monorail door that fell off that we opened with last show. Uh, we found the reason why. I don't know if you saw this. I did not but see this part. a motorized scooter struck the door while they were loading guests. Oh. And uh, it unhinged it and fell off. Um, so it sounds like it may have just been, I don't know, maybe somebody wasn't driving right when they were motor- motoring themselves onto the uh, monorail. Uh, but it knocked it off. Uh, and it was up and running later that day. So they fixed the door. The reason why it was a two-hour delay or multiple-hour delays is because they fixed the door at the station um, at Grand, Grand Floridian. So then it uh, was up and running later that day again. So, Well, it's good to know it wasn't just like a... A safety thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, now we'll get to the IAAPA, as I call it. I don't know what it's actually called. I don't know, but it uh, sounds really good the way you say it like that. Doesn't it? It flows. It really does. <laughs> uh, the International Audio Animatronic uh, Pavilion Association. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up. Okay, so Coronado Springs was getting in a new addition um, that they built, and that has its name now. It's called the Grand Destino Tower. Kind of looks like destination, but destino, like D-E-S-T-I-N-O. Mm-hmm tower it's opening july 2019 it's got around 545 new guest rooms wow and a two-floor lobby and it is going to have a uh a new um table service as well so yeah pretty interesting um the next item that we have up here is the new magic kingdom resort uh, to be named Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge. What are your thoughts on Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge, as a name? Mm, I don't know. I guess it's not. It's not the normal. That's for sure. Right. It doesn't I mean, sound as catchy. Like, where are you going? Yeah. Grand Floridian, Polynesian? No, I'm going right. to Reflections. That's what you mean. Know? It just sounds so like I don't hanging know. out with Christina Aguilera and. Milan. It sounds too corporate. Snooty. <laughs> I was gonna say corporate. I think it sounds a little corporate. I, I get the idea. It's lakeside, so you can see your reflection in it. It sounds high class. I like the lakeside lodge part. Yeah, um, but I but feel like they should reflections just like... doesn't need. It doesn't need reflections. Colon a Disney lakeside right, lodge. Right. Maybe just lakeside lodge a Disney resort. I don't know. But I guess we can't complain too much. I really want to, you know, it's going to be, that's the one that's going to be built on the old river country location. So I'm interested to see how that turns out. But 
yeah looking forward to that um we also have the new um you know the new location at uh, caribbean beach which is disney's rivera uh, riviera resort and that's yeah. opening fall 2019 so we're kind of getting some more dates here um and then some of the bigger stuff that are actually going to affect uh, the park so that's all the hotel resort stuff out of the way except for another one we'll get to later but um france pavilion is getting a new film uh, it's not replacing Impressions de France. It's um, going to be on opposite schedule with it. And it's called Beauty and the Beast Sing Along. Oh, right. Looks like it's based off of the live action Beauty and the Beast. Um, yeah, that's It's going to be the... a film that rotates with Impressions de France. We'll run at separate times. So how I imagine it, let's say 1245 Impressions de France goes. Maybe 130 Beauty and the Beast Sing Along going. You know, just... You know, kind of like a staggered time frame. I don't yeah. know how long it's planned to be. I don't think they really said on how long this sing-along is going to be. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know too much. It's good, though. I'm glad they're not replacing something, you know. Just, uh, yeah. We just at least you can more. still, if people really like the Impressions de France film, they can at least go and see it, um, you know, on those opposite scheduled times. So it's just like going to be like a screen thing for Beauty and the Beast. I don't know. It's in the same theater, uh, yeah. so you would think don't it really would know how that's going. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know how much Beauty and the Beast stuff we really need. I mean, we have a whole show that could be pretty much a sing along over in Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's a stage play, but um, well, I mean, it would be kind of lame if it is. You just go in there and it's like. Hi, I'm Emma Watson, and this is uh, Beauty and the Beast Sing Along. As much as I would like that, because it's Emma Watson, but uh, you know, <laughs> where then well, it's like that's what I was gonna say. I just don't music see... plays, and then it's just like the ball bouncing on top of the words. I mean, that... yeah, I just don't see, um, like what it could be in a, you know what I mean, as a screen thing i just but at the same time when i first read about it and i wasn't understanding it as that like i don't know what i read but it just basically gave me no information um uh-huh. but at first i'm like you know they can't be doing another thing just like at hollywood studios because that would be pointless you know what i mean but i don't know it's just weird i, I mean i'll be i'm intrigued to see what it what it is yeah all right so um some other news here we got uh another some more france news the ratatouille ride got got its new name uh for epcot it's called remy's ratatouille adventure that's not too bad that's what it'll be called over here uh they're also doing a new update to the canada film oh canada as well at canadian at the canadian oh yeah so um yeah back to ratatouille ride or should i say remy's ratatouille adventure ratatouille adventure i don't know Um, why they didn't just name it remy's adventure why does it have to say remy's ratatouille adventure so that way people know who remy is as sad as that sounds it's 
they need it for the name recognition you know for people that may not know people call remy ratatouille okay like yeah they don't get that it's the dish you know they just uh call them ratatouille um so yeah they need that they need that name recognition in there um but i hope i hope it's a little better than paris's i mean it's gorgeous in paris but the ride itself is just lacking you said lacking yeah we talked about it a little bit ago when i came back from paris but there's just moments where it's supposed to be like you're following along but you can clearly see you're not actually moving you know like you're in Uh, front of a screen at some points you know what i'm saying and the some of the way that it was positioned just doesn't make it actually it looks like you're looking at a screen you know it doesn't feel like you're actually moving or anything at certain points so i hope some of it's a little touched up in that regard um but it's supposed to be mostly a a one-on-one port you know so Mm -hmm. i guess we'll see how that goes um but uh yeah i mean hopefully I guess I'm glad I got my disappointment out of the way in Paris instead of <laughs> building it up for this. Building it up to 2019 when this thing opens and and being disappointed. All right, so we also have some new news. That's why it's called news of a mm-hmm. uh, wonderful world of animation nighttime show supposed to be coming to Hollywood Studios in May of 2019. So and this is like the projector on the Chinese theater, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sort of like that, I guess. I mean, that's what the picture kind of looks like. That's what I read, that that's what it is. But um, It will use state-of-the-art projection technology. There you go, yeah. Um, it's likely to be replacing movie magic when it debuts in 2019. Oh yeah, okay. So we we blah, blah, blah. we watched that. That's what that was. Projected on there. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, I mean, it looks like a cool picture here with the at you know like the concept that art that they have of it. Yeah, it um, does look cool. Looks like it might feature some Wreck It Ralph and some Moana and Coco. Yeah, like what's Zootopia the stuff. what's the name of it again? Wonderful World of Animation. Oh okay. So, so movie magic was more so about their um live action films. So this is probably the oh, same type okay. of this thing. Is all animation. Just animation. But it was really cool. So I mean, this should be good too. What what featured in movie magic? Like pirates and Pirates, Mary Poppins, Princess uh, Diaries, Indiana Jones, Star really? Wars. Okay. Yeah, like anything that was uh, let me think. Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella, oh. Jungle Book, everything. Huh. And so then, that's... like, their older stuff, too, you know? Right. All those... Zorro, um... I think it was. Oh, I was going to say all the uh, Kurt Russell films that he was in uh, <laughs> back in, like, the 70s. Um yeah, so that's coming to Hollywood Studios uh, in 2019. Uh, so we're going to have to upload this on our Facebook and Instagram, I think. But they released concept art for the Spider-Man ride at Disneyland. It's supposed to open 
in 2020 it's really just a building um it used to it's in uh what used to be it's tough to be a bug over there oh uh, okay um but it's it's mostly just a building i mean i'm looking at it here and it does have the spider-man logo from like the new uh tony stark suit you know that he made peter um yeah other than that there's not much to say about it um yeah, you'll just have to post a picture of it's it. It's blue and red. Okay, so uh, looking forward to that. Hopefully I can make it back over there sometime uh, after it's built so I can give it a whirl. Kind of compare it to... We're in this unique situation where we can compare it to uh, Universal's Spider-Man That's ride. true. Uh, this sounds like it's a shooting ride, though, here hmm. at Disneyland. Like so. shoot your webs? Yeah. That'll be cool. Um. Yeah, then and then you shared this the other day. I think the day of the IAAPA, where um, we had the first look at Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. Yeah, I think this one's like that got me even more excited for it. Like I've always liked the Guardians movies mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, but just seeing how cool the ride looks, and if you haven't checked out the video, it's on our Facebook page. Um in a link but it's just really neat to see it's a totally different looking roller coaster than anything they have you know um and i i imagine from what i was reading it moves you through it so like all those times that it's turning i'm guessing you're coming up on different screens or settings or you know what i mean backdrops or something so like it's shooting you through different things i would assume right here's some Further information about it here. The Guardian's coaster is being described as a storytelling coaster, and each car will be programmed to point riders in the direction of elements throughout the course of the ride. Bob Chappick, who now runs the Disney parks, said that the building for the ride will be large enough to fit four spaceship Earths inside of it. Wow. Yes. That's crazy. But yeah, I mean, I thought it looked really cool. What did you think? Um, you said there was an actual video on here because I all I see on here is the picture of the actual. Uh, okay, hold on. Stuff here. Let me. You're looking at the one that I shared on our Facebook. Uh, no, I don't think so. I I don't know. It just has the same picture that you had shared when you know that was on the link that has like the blue and orange coaster cars okay but i don't see an actual video hold on but it's supposed to open sometime in 2021 i'm gonna go to it so that i can three years away i know it's too long i'm going through the same one that i had posted yeah there's a video in it www.info.com yeah so if you go right past Right below the picture of the cars, there's a video posted by a Twitter person that they linked in there. Yeah, they only show you a small clip in there. But... So they're pretty much telling me the same thing that I just read about how it's drawing a rider's attention. Okay. Right. But if you actually, they get to a point where they show you somebody like right now, they're going to go through. Right. How it's pivoting, how it's twirling on the uh, thing. Okay. So for people that. If you want to look at it, we shared it on there uh, last week. But 
it kind of spins around. Um, so kind of like, to be honest, I'll kind of say it's uh, kind of like Crush's coaster. Um, how you might start off facing one way and then turn off facing another way. Um, so. But I just thought that one looked really cool. Yeah, yeah, it does look cool. So everybody check that out. It's on our Facebook page. Um, and uh, yeah, we got some news also staying in that area of Epcot. Um, we have some new details of the space restaurant that's going to be Oh yeah. Uh, happening there. There's a job posting that was put up by the restaurant group looking to hire European candidates for the cultural representative uh, program. Um, its code name or its actual name is Space 220. We don't know. Which, yeah. what, if that's a, I think it's a code name. Um, so it's supposed to be like the International Space Station. Um, it's going to be manned by an international crew and make guests feel as if they're traveling through space with a digital screen that's 250 foot long wrapping around the curved room. So. Pretty crazy. It's between Mission Space and Test Track, and it is set to open before 2021. So, mm. I guess we'll get there. Let's see. Um, let's see here. I got just a little bit more to go. So we also have. Uh, there was a rumor that Rock and Roller Coaster was going to be rethemed. So, oh, I never uh, heard this, that one. This rumor has been going around for a little bit. This wasn't at the IAA PA, uh, but it is something that kind of cropped up here. The New York Times uh, did an article uh, on Disney parks, and they used a map in here that said. It looked like of Hollywood Studios, and it said rethemed roller coaster, and it was looking at rock and roller coaster. Now, Disney has come out and said that this is inaccurate. Okay, um, and Disneyland Paris is getting rethemed rock and roller coaster. So maybe the New York Times mixed it confused up. the two. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Disney saying it's not true. So I guess we'll just keep an eye on that. You know, yeah, put it put a pin in that and. Uh, Maybe come back to it if we get any further information on it. Um, and we got uh, Mickey's Runaway, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Uh, I doubt anybody's going to call it by its full name. Uh, I think I'm just going to call it the Mickey Ride or Mickey's <laughs> Railway. You know? Yeah. Um, so sad. I mean, I don't. I was uh, thinking about it. I don't call the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train that. I just call it the Dwarf Ride. I call it Mine Train. I just, yeah, you know. So I would probably just call this Runaway Rail or something, to be honest. Uh, so at Destination D, Bob Chappick announced that the ride is expected to open in about a year, which puts the opening date sometime in fall of 2019. I think originally it was supposed to come out earlier than that, so... And, what uh, were we talking about? Was it last week? And you were saying you imagine it would be open. That's what it was. The gondolas. Right. Is that on your list? No. No, I don't have anything. That it, basically it won't be open until fall 2019. Which So then it won't be open in time for Star Wars Land. 
The gondolas? Mm-hmm. You don't think they will be, you said? No, it said fall 2019. Well, that's in time. I thought that opened in May, or did they push it back? Oh, no. It opens in May in Disneyland, supposedly. Uh, Disney World is not opening until, like, December. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, they got plenty of time. Um, well, there you go. Gondolas, fall 2019. <laughs> <laughs> they just released that that day, too. Uh, also at Destination D, Bob Chappick revealed the names of the two attractions in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Okay. Drum so, roll. we already know that the cantina is called Oga's Cantina. We talked about that a few weeks ago. The Millennium Falcon attraction is going to be called Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Okay. These all have and- way too long of a name. I think it should just be called Smuggler's Run. But I guess they need that Millennium Falcon in there. It's going to feature Hondo Oanaka. He's the space pirate character portrayed by Jim Cummings. And uh, Chewbacca is also going to be in that ride. What was previously known as just the Battle Escape Attraction is going to be called Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Mm. It's described as where guests can join... An epic battle between the First Order and Resistance, including a face-off with Kylo Ren himself. Uh, And they have little video footages of these, too. So, check those out. Those are on Disney's official um, YouTube, it looks like here. So. Cool. Uh, And including with that, we got some new concept art. Of the Star Wars uh, uh, hotel that's going to be adjacent to Hollywood Studios. So uh, the best part of it is this little, you know, like where you would pull up and like unload your luggage. Yeah. Um, this is the one I want to share on our pages here. It just looks funny. We're uh, just going to we share all, these, all of this stuff. We have all these cars. Um, but... Above it is like the Star Wars. It looks very Star Warsy. I, you know, so mm-hmm. I'll just say that. But, um, definitely want to share that. Uh, but other than that, that is all of the park news I have. So I will throw it over to you here and ask, which of all of these are you interested in the most? Um. Well, the Guardians. Really. Yeah, I just think it looks cool. Well, then you have a very long wait, because that's not until 2021. <laughs> so, you got a while. Um, I'm really looking forward to new hotels. That That's always fun. Really? Yeah, that's always fun. I mean, I'm of course, I'm looking more forward to Star Wars Land. Uh, Galaxy's Edge. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm always looking forward to new hotels. I love looking around them and and such like that. But... You know, take or leave Ratatouille right now because I've already wrote it. Um, yeah. Looking forward to Spider-Man. Yeah, looking forward to Spider-Man and Disneyland, Guardians, of course, and uh, Star Wars. But I think I have to go with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge the most out of all these. And out of those rides, probably the Smuggler's Run ride. I like that they're kind of giving Hondo a new audience you know he was on star wars clone wars and star wars rebels but the fact that he's going to kind of get more exposure with the theme parks 
Um, and he's a fun character. It could be a really fun ride. Rise of the Resistance. I guess we'll see how that, that plays out. But maybe when I watch these videos here in a, in a little bit, um, that'll change. So I guess I can always give you an update next week. Um, now, I do have some movie and uh, video game news here. Now, I'll start off with the video game news. It's just Disney signed a deal with uh, a mobile developer called Jam City. Uh, multi-year partnership with Disney that's include new games along with taking over the popular mobile game Disney Emoji Blitz. Mm. Uh, they have new rights to create new mobile games uh, based on Disney and Pixar characters. They have already have a game in the works based on uh, the sequel to Frozen. Um... Yeah. Uh, Jam City makes a whole bunch of mobile games. I I used to play that Disney Blitz one, but... Really? Haven't in a while. The kids are hooked on that Magic Kingdoms ride. I mean... Yeah, yeah, that one's not made by them, but... Yeah, I still play it, too. I got joy into the Magic Kingdoms game, too. We just unlocked... uh, Well, I just unlocked a classic Mickey that they made for his... 90th birthday so mm. all right and then we got the big news we're two days away right from uh ralph breaks the internet yep so yep. that comes out wednesday i'm hoping to go see it thursday after uh, friday after work our goal is thursday before you go to the dinner yeah 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 but I'm so bummed with like maybe i can go see it wednesday night though i don't know That'd be a pretty good start to Thanksgiving, I think. Um, So you have to work on Friday? Yeah, I do. We're opening our call center for one client who calls us three times a day. So uh, they need four people there. So I'm one of the four that will be there. And we're probably going to get three calls. Um, So at least (laughs) it'll be an easy day. But, yeah. So, um yeah, we got Ralph Breaks the Internet um, opening on Wednesday. Here is our... Uh, no, we weren't invited to watch this ahead of time. But we do have the Rotten Tomatoes um, score here. So this is at a 92 on Rotten Tomatoes right now. That's good. That is really good. Um, I'm going to actually just check here what Wreck-It Ralph 1 was. So Wreck-It Ralph 1 sits at an 87 Wow. So this is getting more critical buzz than Wreck-It Ralph 1. However, the 92% can change, right? Yeah, but uh, we are at how many reviews? Not only 65. Yeah, so it can change. We're only at 65 reviews. But so as it usually of right gets now, it's sitting at a good So, yeah. As of right now, it stands pretty good. Here's the critical con- consensus from Rotten Tomatoes. Ralph Breaks the Internet levels up on its predecessor with a funny, heartwarming sequel that expands its colorful universe while focusing on core characters and relationships. Hmm. So, I did read, you know, some people say, oh, this isn't... You know, there's some people that are like, this is terrible. Oh, uh, you always Some have people that people, say it's though. great. Um, 
but uh, I'm really looking forward to it, you know? Um, Me too. As somebody that really enjoyed Wreck-It Ralph itself, Ralph Breaks the Internet is, uh, you know, on my must-see. I, I, I don't know if I'll like it as much as Wreck-It Ralph 1, but, you know, that's what I thought of Incredibles. But I actually really love Incredibles 2. We just watched Did it. You, so what do you think? You haven't talked about it all, so... Yeah, I just realized that I did. Um, I liked it. I thought it was really good. I can't believe it took him that long to to do it. Yeah, but it was worth like it, right? Stuff. It was worth. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. Let me yeah. tell you. Dash is played by somebody else. I couldn't tell at all. This kid. Really? This kid sounded great as Dash. Um. Yeah, because the other no, I the thought... other kid grew up, so they got another kid <clears throat> to play. Yeah, him, that's so. true. I mean, yeah, it's been so long. Um, no, I thought it was really good. I love the whole Baby Jack Jack stuff. That was funny. I thought it was really entertaining. Very funny. Good story. Yeah, and I liked focusing on Mrs. Incredible. Um, mm-hmm. She got some, Different. or Elastigirl, you know, where she kind of breaks free from her um, being known as Miss Incredible and going back to what she was known as when she first started uh, crime right. fighting. Um yeah, it was just a nice, fun spin. And, I mean, of course, some of the actors sounded a little older, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was cute, too, like, having that whole thing where she's out there and then the dad's keeping them and then you see him <laughs> and all of his struggles. It's just funny. Yeah. Yeah, but I really enjoyed that one. It's been a while since I've seen the first one, but I think I liked the second one maybe more. But... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully the same is for Wreck-It Ralph, though, you know, um, Wreck-It Ralph and Ralph Breaks the Internet is just really different, you know? Like, they're really different from each other, I feel like, because you get... Oh, yeah. You get video game story in Ralph, you know, Wreck-It Ralph 1, and when you look at Ralph Breaks the Internet, you're looking at more of a play on mobile gaming and internet New age versus old age, it seems. Yeah. Right. Because those were all older games. Yeah, right, too. yeah. You saw Pac-Man, you saw Sonic, and, you know, characters. Well, like yeah, that. because it was more of the video games, like, in an arcade. Right, right. And now that this arcade is hooking up to the internet, you know, everything's changing. Right. But, yeah, so that is uh, pretty much our news. Um like I said, well, hopefully next week we'll both be able to say what we think of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully we can do. Um, maybe we'll do two. You know, two shows for something. Yeah, oh, one yeah, yeah. one just of maybe thirty minutes of Wreck It Ralph discussion with uh, another one that's just news filled. So that way, people that haven't seen it can choose to listen to yeah, it. We did that before with Coco. It was a success. We've done that before with Star Wars and, you know, Avenger films. So, um, yeah. But we're going to get ready here. Uh, we're skipping character of the week with how jam-packed this news week, news week was with the IAAPA. But uh, we have... I think you just I like do. I do. I really... <laughs> I hope they say it like that because if they don't, they're missing out. They are missing out. Well, maybe they should listen to our podcast and hear how you. I'm waiting for them to call it like iPod or something, you know, like something ridiculous. (laughs) But um, 
we got our last question of the day here. We got bravest Disney character. Who do you think is the bravest Disney character? I went first last time, so you can go first now. Shoot, this is another one that I kept thinking about it last week, and then it's like I forget it because it's been a while. Um, darn, I had such a good answer, too. The only thing that I keep remembering is you saying about Belle. Right, because I did, I did make that case for you after we were off the air. All right, well, who's yours? Mine is Tadashi from Big Hero 6. Oh, that's right. You did say uh, that. And I'll say why. Yes, we see very little screen time of him. Uh, right. One, he's just a great character, one, because all he wants to do is help people. That's why he creates Baymax. Um, but the reason why he's the bravest, I feel like, is because he just puts... He's a normal guy, right? So people can say, well, you know, Mr. Incredible's a brave guy, right? But, I mean, he's got super strength, right? Right, right. Totally different. You know, um... But Tadashi... And Tadashi's really just a kid. Right. He's a college kid who is... Um, he sees an explosion. He knows people are in there. And he goes in there to save them. You know? And he's got no superpower. He's not the main character of the movie. So you don't think... Like, you know, if Aladdin did that, Aladdin's going to swoop in there and just save the day. Right? But right, right. he's just a kid who was trying to save people, you know? And, man, it really makes me hate uh, the the professor because... Oh, yeah. Because it was all for nothing. It was nothing. all for nothing, right? He was the only one in there. And he went in there to save him. And, you know, he turned out saving himself anyway, right? But... Right. Yeah, it's, it's something that is just... He's. I. I feel like he's the bravest character. I'm sure people can make an argument for other characters, and I'd be like, "You're. You're probably right," or, you know. But, um, as somebody who, like I said, no superpowers, uh, nothing to go in there and, and save him. He just goes in there without any assurances that he's going to be okay because he thinks people are in trouble and he's going to go help them. And that's what real heroes are, you know. And and what that does is that causes you know, some of those characters to to kind of play a bigger role in the movie later because they think about what Tadashi has sacrificed. But, um, yeah, really great character. People are always asking for him to be the villain in the next movie, and I would hate that. That would be terrible if he had survived and became a villain. That, I, I, would, yeah. I would hate that. So please, whoever is writing a Big Hero 7... Or Big Hero 6 squared. We do not want Tadashi as the villain. Um, okay, so I have my answer. Okay. My sister's mic cut out here. She actually said Mulan. Okay. She chooses to go so that, you know, she can prevent her dad from having to do that. Right, right. Well, I'll make that description for you. So one of the things that she does, right, is uh, she poses as a man to, to get in there. And it's brave because if she's caught... There is a penalty, you know. Um, she could be in a right. lot of trouble because back then it wasn't acceptable, you know. And that is what it's all about, you know. Um, it's brave because, again, she's another just regular person 
who was kind of thrusted into this because she was doing what's right. Um, so again, people might say stuff like, well, Hercules is pretty brave. He yeah, had I thought about that. But super I... strength. You know, he's got super strength. Obviously, at the end of the movie, he does jump in there and with and, and almost loses his life-saving Megara. But, you know, it's, it's these characters like Tadashi and, and Mulan who I feel like are your regular, everyday people that just do what's right you know and yeah that's what's pretty awesome about them all right so one thing we're going to test out now too we're going to give you guys the questions that we are going to talk about next week so uh if you have any answers yourself about bravest character or favorite scene shoot those our way but also if you prepare your answer for next week we can talk about them on our show and say, Bob says, you know, this is what he would do, you know, uh, with, with the question. So hopefully that helps. But our first question next week is the first question you would ask if you met Walt Disney himself. So Christian, think about that. Maybe write it down yeah. <laughs> since you had such problems this week. Uh, and anybody out there who wants to send that to us, send it our way. Our second question, our final question next week will be two characters. Uh, what are two characters you want in the same movie? So there are two characters from different films that you want as like a crossover. So obviously I'm not saying Sebastian and Flounder because they're from the same movie. But um, like somebody like Baymax teaming up with Nick Wilde. You know what I'm saying? Like just like weird stuff like that. And maybe right. even give us a little description of what you would do to get those two characters together you know um or why you want to see them like that is there a certain dynamic you think is going to play into that you know um so yeah those are our two questions i'll say them again first question is the first question you would ask if you met walt disney himself our second question is two characters that you want from separate films in the same film so like the most wished crossover in the disney universe and there's no limitations on this it could be live action mixed with mixed with um uh animation it could be pixar mixed with disney studios anything like that is welcome also gotta say if it stops freezing okay <laughs> sorry gotta say I saw the trailer for Mary Poppins on the big screen when I went to the movies the other day. Oh. And, man, it just looks so good. It looks really good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. excited so, for that one, too. Got a lot of stuff to look forward to um, coming up here. We got Wreck-It Ralph. We got Mary Poppins. Um, some people have seen Nutcracker in the Four Realms. I haven't. I don't know if it's any good. I've heard good things from some people. I've heard bad things. And you've heard and bad things from some people. So it's kind of like a, I don't know if it's a wrinkle in time situation or what. I, I think I heard, the biggest thing I heard is that it's lacking in story. It's like beautiful to watch, but the story's not as good as it could have been. Well, let me just look it up on Rotten Tomatoes real quick. Just since we were talking about Wreck-It Ralph, um, can kind of give a good description of what we're looking at. It's at a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. With a 37 audience score. So the audience isn't liking it either. And that is just like Wrinkle in Time. 
so the critical consensus on Rotten Tomatoes for Nutcracker in the Four Realms is lacking a transporting yuletide story or dazzling dance routines, the Nutcracker in the Four Realms is a hollow holiday confection that's lovely to look at and easy to forget. Yeah. And I didn't picture it to be a big one, though. That's for sure. Right, right. I mean, it's... When I looked at it, I I thought the same thing. I was like, this is... Not cr- I mean, this is... um, What's it called? Uh, the one I was just talking about. Wrinkle in Time. This is Wrinkle in Time all over again. That's what I was thinking. Right. So let me take a look... Um, at what it's at box office wise. I want to see if it's playing like that too. Because I haven't heard. Like I actually figured out it was out. Because I just haven't heard anything. You know. Like I. like, And for one this wasn't even on my radar. Like so I wasn't even really looking at the box office for it or anything. But. It is not something that I was like looking forward to. So it's kind of just fell off my radar here. Um, so it. Nutcracker in the Four Realms currently has a box office of... Okay. It's made $43 million domestically. Um, so it's only made $116 million worldwide right now. Wow. Um, which puts it at... Yeah, not, not really that great. Um, where... I wish I could see it's budget doesn't have it listed it doesn't have it listed on here what the budget was because i mean with all those special effects it has to have a huge budget don't you think yeah so its budget was 120 million so it hasn't even made its budget back yet and usually you need to like double your budget in order to be profitable so Who knows? I don't think I'm gonna see it anytime soon. Maybe, maybe I might if it's on Netflix uh, next year. I can, or yeah, the Disney streaming app. I can, I can watch it around Christmas time or something. So, all right. Well, that's pretty much our show. Where can people find you at? In the podcast at Behind the Dreams Podcast, and we're on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Behind the Dreams Podcast. Twitter. lots of things on there so yes yes and uh twitter at bt disney podcast um is that the only things i say yeah i guess so we're on you know itunes stitcher i'm gonna try to get us on spotify because we switched over to that Podbean service who can do that yeah, i also wondered how and, do you get on iHeartRadio? Yeah. i don't know i don't know maybe i can look into that okay. too but yeah, so that's uh, that's our show. Um, we'll catch you all next week. We're hoping to have two. Uh, there'll be two probably shorter episodes, you know, maybe 30 minutes each. But two episodes, one with Wreck-It Ralph spoilers and one with not. So uh, hopefully go out and watch it this holiday uh, and enjoy your holiday while we're out and about. Also, belated birthday to Mickey yesterday when we couldn't record. So happy belated birthday. 90 years old. He's an old man. Hold mouse. <laughs> so, all right. I guess we will catch you all uh, next week. All right. See you later. Low battery. <laughs> see you real soon. <laughs> <laughs>